Happy Monday! Welcome to Sports Talk. I am Scott Beatty and Evan Kahn is here as well. We're here with you for the first hour of the program. The second hour, as always on Mondays, the award-winning News Gazette sports writers will take over along with host Steve Kelly and Carrie Utel, 6 o'clock. Plenty to get to after a full weekend of baseball and Illinois football training camp is into its second week. Going to bring you some audio from Brett Bielma and get your pencils and scorecards ready because the head coach essentially will give us the depth chart mm-hmm. for um, for all the the wishing for more information and more access and, and all that that we would like. He pretty much nailed, narrowed things down for us. That's not set in stone, of course, but we'll get an idea of the picture after the football team today had their first scrimmage of training camp. You get two of them per the the rules that are set forth by the people that make such rules. And they were, you know, tackling and all that other good stuff. So we're getting closer and closer, August 27th, when the football season gets going. But today is uh, an even bigger day than first scrimmage or anything like that, Evan Kahn, because it's today is, at least in the Beatty household, learn your teacher day. (laughs) Find out who drafted you, where Mm. you landed. I don't and think so it works like that. <laughs> uh, it might work a little bit like that. Don't you think some of the teachers have some clout? Yeah, I want that kid. No, I don't want that kid. No. Don't give me that kid. No, I don't think so. You think it was just pull it from a hat? Basically. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Well, we learned our teachers. I don't know the reaction yet. We're going to have a press conference later Oh, okay. at dinner time to find out uh, how. <laughs> We're really fighting here today. <laughs> This isn't, this well, by the time, I mean, the fourth grader, the fourth grader, you know, he's got the lay of the land at this point mm-hmm. in the in the elementary school. So he probably had, you know, maybe some some hope fours and some not fours. I don't know. You know, I think the first grader, she's going to be like, yay, I get Mrs. So-and-so. I mean, she wouldn't care. I mean, whoever you, it's, you know, it's kind of like when you find out your friend or your relative, what are you having, a boy or a girl? And they tell you, well, I'm going to have a boy. Oh, great. You know, like what, as if you were going to say bad to to having a girl or vice versa, you know. Some might. Well, well, yeah, you know, maybe secretly. That's not what you say. <laughs> I mean, if they're being real, I know a lot of people aren't like that these days. But if we're if you're being honest, I mean, tell them how you really feel. Are you old enough where, in, back in my day, son, back in Mady, we had to walk to the school. Uphill both ways? Well, we walked to the school, <laughs> and it was posted on the front doors on a printout. That's how you found out. What, what what class you're in and who was in your class. Yeah, we get an automated email. Of course. Yeah. So I'm just wondering how you learned when you were a young and... Well, for for that age, it was similar. You know, your, your parents go and sign you up and they tell you who your teacher is. And then as I got into junior high and high school, yeah, you, you'd look it up on the grading system and you find your schedule. I, was, I see those on my time hop uh, from time to time, you know, looking at, at the social studies and the, the study hall teacher and you post it on the, on the Facebook and then people let you know what classes that you had with each other. But 
those days are, are long gone now. I hope I never go back to school. When I <laughs> when I was in high school in the nineties, I mean, it was the scheduling was done by a computer, but it's still you still got a printed piece of paper or a card mm. or something. And then you walked around the school. Okay, freshman, like, let's have you come in and walk around and find where the classrooms are and then locate your locker. And you're mm-hmm. walking around like a freshman dweeb because you don't know anything. But, uh, you know, by the time you got to be a senior, you know, you were kind of gaming the system and figuring out how to schedule things. I had I was lucky. I had older siblings who, who gave me an in and I didn't grow up in a very big town so i knew basically everybody <laughs> from the time i was like five until i graduated so maybe not so much that that for me but yeah just the the renewed optimism of a, a new school year new schedule new friends all kinds of good stuff that comes with the end of summer and the beginning of fall so that's uh, elementary classroom draft day coverage for us here and we'll go on into it is draft season uh, yeah we'll go on into the the world of sports here in August. Uh, how about it? Uh, Illinois football. We, well, first of all, we did get to see some yeah, practice take, on Takeaways Saturday. from Saturday. Well, uh, I'll, I'll t- I'll, let, me, let me sum it up like this. Tommy DeVito is probably your starting quarterback. Good. <laughs> it's not been stated as such, but just looking at it, uh, <laughs> I mean, they weren't airing it out um, in the kinds of things that they were doing. Uh, very much, but he did throw a seam route to Isaiah Williams for a touchdown. Uh, caught my guy Hank Beatty on a fade <laughs> for a touchdown uh, as well. Uh, but just in terms of who just looks a little bit better and who's throwing a little more accurate, Tommy DeVito. So it's what we thought. First of all, the guy had a spring that Art Sikowski didn't. He's a transfer upperclassman. You typically don't just bring them. Just turned 24. Yeah, you don't bring them in just uh, on a flyer usually. I've always felt like this was his job to lose, and I still think that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, 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 at this point, mm, would be I think it would take probably an injury or some sort of not you know meltdown that to to put Art Sinkowski in the starting job. Good. Uh, that's kind of as as we were saying last week. It, it wouldn't really make sense to bring in a guy for one year. I also wonder what the difference is between bringing. Oh, I guess it's it's the graduate, right? He probably graduated from Syracuse, so that's why they don't care that he came in for a year. But uh, good good to to see that. Good that they opened up the practice to everybody. It looked like BTN was there. Uh, donors were there, so everybody ha- had their eyes on, on the football team. And I didn't hear too many negative things out of it. So. Good to hear. Yeah, I mean that that was a big thing. I think Matthew Bailey, and we'll hear a little bit more about that. He's a freshman uh, member of the secondary. He's catching the eye of the coaches, and uh, thus those watching kind of under the radar freshman that's getting some run with the second and first team. Sidney Brown has been held out. Brett Bielma indicated that he passed his. He he didn't say specifically what, but he passed the things he needed to be to pass. So they think he'll be back with him. Um, I. Read with that what you will when hmm. you have to pass certain things. I don't know if that's a sort of a movement test or about a concussion or something like that. But I uh, don't want to raise the flags too much because it's football and guys are held out of training camp practices all the time. But Bielma today did not indicate any serious or long-term injuries on the roster. So that's what we know uh, on that thing. But all in all, um, you know, the, uh, Brett Bielma is pleased and we can – uh, bring you some of that as well. well. Let's get to what some of the players had to say. Tip Ryman, a line uh, tight end, who we did see getting plenty of work as well with the ones. It'll be him 
And Luke Ford is your top two tight ends. Here's Tip Ryman on the first. You know, I think it's really good. We all get to learn how to how to tackle safely, how to get tackled safely, how to protect ourselves um, in a full speed situation. And uh, it's fun to let loose. It's fun to let the guys just just roll. So, is it a different kind of tape to review than what you've had the first uh, six seven days of camp? It is. Um, you get to see more your finishing um, your finishing technique and. Um, you get to go a little more, a little more all out as far as the end of the play goes. You know, usually we try to keep everybody up more, um, but obviously in this situation, it's tackle football, so you get to do the whole thing. Where would you assess yourself and maybe your room right now at this point in camp? I think we're growing. We're growing a lot. There's still some rust to knock off. Uh, there's still some things to learn, but we're growing. I'm excited. When you're going through these and, like, you've probably had less than five scrimmages with Coach Lonnie, like, what are the important things that you need to, like, cognizantly know, like, you should take out of this? Maybe when you woke up today, what were you like? These are things that are important to learn from this. Right. There's a lot of little details, a lot of little details that um, go unnoticed to the naked eye, but to the trained eye, um, they're very important. And so I just always, I mean, my notebook is full. It's full of the little details. So, um being cognizant of going through my mental reminders on each play. I see a signal, I see a, or I hear a call. I'm like, okay, I know exactly the little details that I'm supposed to be reminded of. Um, you know, our tight ends coaches that are helping us out, they do a good job reiterating those. So it's just a little mental checklist all the time. That's Tip Ryman, Illini tight end, and maybe a little more exposure and opportunities for pass catching for the tight ends in this Bart Lunny offense and again we seem to want to talk about that every year so well that just is one of those <laughs> we'll see how it plays out but uh, they're excited about the tight end room they like the running back room and that's been what's been ex- uh, the kind of the theme that's been expected and for the receivers isaiah williams talked about his approach into today's scrimmage yeah so it was one thing i wrote it down in my notes last night i said vertical speed and violence and them two things, Coach McDonald, he touch on every single day. Like, if you use vertical speed and you violent out your routes, like, then you're going to get yourself out of a lot of stuff. So that's one thing I took into consideration today. I'm going to just vertical speed and violence, run as fast as I can, and violent out my breaks. I mean, how nice was it to have maybe a break in the typical camp schedule and get a scrimmage today? Oh, yeah, it's huge because, like, you get the chance to – it's almost like a preseason game, like in the NFL. Like, it's like a preseason game, having a chance to go out there, you know, you get tackled. All them things is huge because, you know, practice just practice. And as much as you're supposed to take that same mentality every single day is different. So we had the chance to see what it's like, like what the schedule would be like. And we did that starting with Thursday. Like a typical Thursday, that's what we did Saturday. And then a typical Friday, we did that yesterday and then today. So having a chance to do that, I feel like it was big for the young guys, too. They had the chance to see what we would do before the game, starting with Thursday, Friday, Saturday, how we would practice, how we would prepare. And it was huge for the team. How big is it for you and the skill guys just to get some contact absorption in and so that doesn't startle you later? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's huge, you know, just getting tackled and also been having a chance to make guys miss. Because that's one thing Coach McDonald challenged me on is this season – always make the first defender miss and having a chance just to do it before the first game it kind of get them jitters out you know do you go against the ones at all um yeah some practices we we kind of switch it up ones versus twos ones versus ones it's just uh, whatever coach say you know that's just what we do how challenging has uh, the 1d been for you <laughs> 
you know, like them, some, a great, great group of guys, you know, all of them have a unique skill set. And um, it's, it's a challenge because it's a great defense. You know, they only they get better every single day. And um, it's a challenge for what sure. It's Isaiah Williams, Illini wide receiver. And apparently when they're not tackling, uh, that creates some controversies amongst the players about whether they would have or would not have been tackled. Uh, of course. Between, so Isaiah Williams also indicated he likes getting these scrimmages in so he can show them that, yes, I indeed broke your tackle. But there's still certain kinds of tackling that uh, Bielma won't allow to prevent injury, of course, and cut blocking as well. But there's some bragging rights at stake here <laughs> when they do these scrimmages. Makes sense, especially, you know, here early on. And it seems like the offense might be a little ahead of the defense, as we would assume with a new scheme coming in on the offensive side. And Isaiah Williams, what was the word, difficult or however he described them. So that's good to hear, and, and nobody's getting hurt. So they're, they're taking the, the right precautions to keep everybody healthy so that you can go to, to Wyoming with hopefully the, the full slate of guys, and we'll see what they got. But, uh, yeah, exciting stuff. Well, when we come back, we will get you that uh, rundown from Brett Bielma on today's scrimmage and what the depth chart is shaping out to be. Also a little bit more on Matthew Bailey. Plus, a big weekend for the Cardinals against the Yankees. The Cubs and Reds are getting ready for a spotlight game and some other items. And plus what uh, Illinois basketball was going viral about <laughs> over the weekend as well. But you mentioned staying healthy. And one way you can help keep your feet healthy is working with the folks at Body and Soul Sports. Body and Soul Sports, Route 45 and Curtis Road in Savoy, your place for athletic footwear. They work with doctors and trainers so they can help uh, work with pain problems due to the foot issues that you might be one with high arches or the opposite with flat feet. And all those things can lead to foot or ankle or knee or even hip problems. They are very knowledgeable when it comes to athletic footwear, especially as it relates to those key joint areas in the feet and the ankles and the knees. And if you go over there, they'll give you a free gait analysis, determine what kind of footwear you need. They've been in business now for a while. They know how to handle feet. Over 43 years here, they show how the foot will work in different types of shoes, whether you're an over-pronator or a guilty or under-pronator, they help you find the best possible footwear for your needs. Check them out, my friends, at Body and Soul Sports, Route 45 and Curtis Road in Savoy. You've got sports talk. Monday edition of Sports Talk carrying on. I'm Scott Beatty with Evan Kahn here. Evan, uh, brace yourself for this news because the USA Today preseason coaches poll is out. And what a snub. Well, uh, well, for who? Illinois, not a single vote for the <laughs> Illini. I mean, that's bulletin board material right there. That is, but then how about this? I don't know if you saw this coming, but Alabama is number one right now. Shock. Yeah. They have rebuilt Boy, I mean, what, when, you, the when you bounce that, back from not winning the national championship, to, they, they got mean, they got something to prove. The you know? job that Saban has done, he just proves himself right there, going from what runner-up or something <laughs> to right back maybe into it. the winner or something. Um, 
Hey, how about Big Ten representation? Okay. Also a shock. Ohio State, number two. All right. Buy it. Michigan, number six. Interesting. Um, da, da, da. Of course, this Wait, is, is Notre Dame in I the think Big Ten fo- yet? Football is the hardest sport to project preseason because yeah. injuries happen so much. I yeah, mean, that's fair. Uh, but is Notre Dame in the Big Ten yet? Nope. Okay, so they don't count, I, well, but they're number checked, five. I haven't checked Twitter in about five minutes. It, so. yeah, it's, yeah, they're, they're talking about it. <laughs> Michigan State, number 14. Ooh. And Wisconsin. I think that's a little high for Michigan State, but okay. Yeah. That may be a little more on what you did last year. Exactly. Wisconsin, number 20. Okay. The next two outside of the tw- top 25 receiving votes, Iowa and Penn State. See, I think Iowa may is in strong of a position than Michigan State. Mm. As strong of a position. Maybe. We'll see we'll see what Iowa can do at the quarterback position. They they yeah. were still trying to figure it out. That that was a big part of their collapse last year. Wasn't there a point where they were ranked like number three in the nation and then they couldn't pass the football and then they just fell on down. So we'll see if Petrus bounces back or somebody else steps up at, at quarterback. But you know their defense will be good, and the West isn't very good for the Big Ten. So they'll get some votes. Minnesota receiving votes, six of them. Purdue receiving votes, two of them. Minnesota, uh, we've kind of discussed it. With everybody, you don't really know. But if Ibrahim's what he was a couple years ago, in the West, uh, a bowling ball is what he was. Yeah, I mean they can they can easily win just six games on his back alone, and if they can get anything out of Morgan and the defense, maybe even more than that. All right, you're ready for it. Uh, this is going to be a little bit longer segment here with Brett Bielma. I mean, this guy just went. I mean, he <laughs> he un. This was before questions were asked. Uh, he he gave his rundown of today's scrimmage and where he feels the team is at. So if you want a sense of who's who, either the projected starters or really right there in the mix, this is where things stand after a week of camp and the first scrimmage that they held today. A really, really good day for us overall. First off, got out you know, pretty much healthy. Um, a couple of things might have uh, uh, popped up, just soft tissue and some things, but nothing of any significance. So very excited about that. Our guys played hard. It was um, you know, scripted to be about... Uh, 50 to 55 plays for the ones, 50 to 55 plays for the twos, and about 25 plays for the Devo guys. So um, it was really, really good to get that amount of volume. Um, actually got a little weather. The good Lord blessed us with some some sprinkles, so we got some wet weather work, which was really, really good. Uh, you know, I think offensively the ones um, uh, didn't have Chase do a lot of work today. So uh, the other running backs were in there. Josh looked, at, you know, he'd missed a little bit of time, do some uh, stomach bug. He looked really good. A guy that popped up out of nowhere today. Uh, I should say out of nowhere, he'd done a lot of good things before we got here. Just last spring was limited. Reggie Love had a really, really good day. He came in and had a meeting with me the other day, and I could tell his confidence was trending in the right direction. Chase Hayden made a nice couple explosive runs. So uh, really excited about that running back room, what they can bring. Um, wide receivers, Isaiah made a big-time catch uh, on the opening uh, series that um, uh, did some things. Uh, I think Isaiah has continued to impress us just as uh, overall consistency. Casey Washington, Brian Hightower is playing the best football uh, since I've been here, uh, I walked up to him during pre, pre, uh, pre-practice pre flex, and I said, hey, whatever pajamas you're wearing, whatever breakfast you're eating, uh, keep rolling, because it's, uh, it's definitely turning in the right direction. Uh, Tip Ryman had a big-time catch today. Um, quarterbacks overall, I thought um, uh, Tommy and Art probably had their best, uh, best performance. I think Art really uh, did a nice job today, hit some, 
hit some plays uh, in some critical moments. You know, the one thing that Barry and I kind of talked about, we had to take a step back just because Art hadn't really played since that Penn State week, and that's a long time to go without throwing the football in a competitive environment. So uh, I thought that, and actually Ryan Johnson came in and did some things. So excited with the progress there. Uh, O-line, um, uh, Paucho and Pearl on the edges look good. I think between Zai, Jordan, and uh, Isaiah Adams uh, at the guard position, and then uh, uh, Pilstrom has had a good, good, good overall fall camp so far. So, um, and then you know, uh, I would say uh, Josh Crutes uh, has had uh, continued growth uh, during the course of the summer, um, and a couple of these freshmen coming in uh, offensively. I think on offense, Hank Beatty at the wide receiver position, Ashton Hollins, uh, Henry Boyer at the at the tight end position, and I think Aiden Lawfrey is going to help us in some capacity uh, in in, in uh, offense and special teams. Defensively, I uh, really like the way they responded. Some things happened today that they. Uh, they have to be mindful of, right? There were some plays that uh, got over our heads, you know, whether they're completed or not. I think we got to make sure that we're, we're understanding the urgency of, of back-end play up front. I think we're a physical group that likes to uh, put their hands on people. I think Johnny's playing at a high level. Keith continued to be impressive. Calvin Avery and, and uh, 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 R.J. Wilkinson and also uh, um, uh, Verdis Brown. Um, those three guys, and then we haven't even got T-Raw, who really had his best summer. I was very excited to see him. I think we might get T-Raw back at the end of this week. Uh, at linebacker, the way I see it, three inside linebackers between C.J. Hart, uh, Dark Angelo, and, and Tariq Barnes, those three guys, uh, to give us a pool of three guys to play those two spots. I think I'm really excited where that group is at. Um, Seth Coleman uh, has had a really, really good camp, has built himself up. Uh, him and Zeke both have made nice strides. Alec uh, Bryan on the outside edge. Uh, Gabe Ackes, uh, for sure, as a true freshman. Jared Beatty, uh, unfortunately, tweaked his groin a little bit, so uh, he's been out of it here a little bit. Um, and then in the back end, uh, the emergence of Spoon, Taz, uh, uh, Terrell Jennings is a new corner. T. Strain got back out there. He was uh, in concussion protocol, but back he was out there out there today. Uh, and then really the three freshman DBs between uh, uh, Xavier Scott, uh, um, Elijah McCantos, and, and uh, Ty Rooks, those three guys, have been impressive, and then the guy that's probably led to charge more than any other freshman is Matt Bailey. Matt Bailey was literally running uh, with our ones and twos and, and looked like he belonged. So just a very impressive kid. Uh, we knew it the way we uh, were around him during recruiting. Um, just a, a overall demeanor, his intelligence, his football IQ. Uh, I don't like to put a lot of pressure on a freshman. I'm not I'm building up anything that's not there, but he's a pretty mature kid that's got a lot of good football in front of him. Ironic how the world works, right, in recruiting. Um, uh, may have been one of our last uh, signees, but I would predict when his time is up, there's probably going to be 32 teams that are going to ask a lot of questions about him in the end. So really excited about him. All right, there was the rundown from Coach Bielma on the position groups. Anything jump out at you there? He didn't talk about specialists, but uh, but as for the offense and defense. Yeah, I, I should have been taking notes. Like you said, he went over everything, and to, to think he comes up with all that off the top of his head, you know. Yeah. He, he knows his team, which as a head coach, you, you should. That's really good. But uh, just so, some cliff notes, just thinking off the top. Hightower, as you mentioned, that, that sounds like a number three. If I remember right, he's a big-bodied guy. He's had a couple games where they found him in the back of the end zone, and that's been few and far between. I'm, I'm thinking back to like maybe even 2020, the last time he really had one of those. But uh an experienced upperclassman kind of guy. I think this is fifth or sixth college football season, so hopefully he can get in there and, and be a difference maker on the outside. Uh, I, I thought you had said something about Paucho playing right tackle, so does that mean Julian Pearl is the left tackle? Uh, well, I lost my notes, but they, 
Yeah, I think Paltrow's on the right, yeah. So yes, yeah. so Julian so Pearl, Pearl on being left. on the left side, I, I mean, that guy just continues to to rise up. He's going to be drafted probably before his, or by the time his time is over at, at Illinois. The linebacking core sounds uh, intriguing. Yeah, as, as many guys as they lost, and even guys going pro early in the form of, like, Tolson. Um, they still got guys waiting there, and... and Sometimes it's good to have freshmen creeping up the depth chart, but you also kind of worry what's where, where are the defensive backs if so many freshmen are incorporated in there. But that is a position where if you're quick and you've got football sense, you can kind of slide in there. It's not as physical as maybe the other defensive positions. So if these guys got high football IQ and they can pick up the system really quick, maybe it won't be that big of a deal. But probably the defensive backfield and it being so inexperienced, maybe raises the, the most concern, but they, they sound like they're, they're pretty confident yeah, across the, the board. The defensive backfield below the starting level is right. inexperienced. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right. I mean, there's... There's a big drop. I mean, he mentioned too. We, they let something get past him today, and I don't think Sidney Brown was out there. But uh, looks like uh, Matthew Bailey is the guy to perhaps back him up. And yeah, read it how you will. A freshman <laughs> backing up the senior is that an indictment on the depth, or is that um, a a a compliment to how good this freshman can be? Ryan Walters, Illini defensive coordinator. We heard. Him from him on Saturday about what he sees in Matthew Bailey, the freshman. Maturity level and his uh, football IQ, he's, he's learning the, the defense at a fast pace. Um, you know, Sidney Brown's kind of taking him under his wing. Um, you know, it's, it's funny, he looks like Sid, acts like Sid a little bit. So uh, he's a carbon copy, just a little bit taller. Um, but uh, he's playing fast. The, the, the stage hasn't been too bright. Um, he's gotten some reps, you know, with the, with the twos and with the, and with the ones. And, um, you know, as a result, his his uh, progression has been it's been it's been good. So I'm happy with where he's at right now. It was an interesting evaluation. Took some time. What, what did you guys see towards the end of that process that you liked about him? Well, it was you know it's interesting. You know, I, um, you know, last summer I had back surgery mm-hmm. in June, and he came for a workout. Now this was after he did a track meet and then drove three hours from home. You know, came to the workout for uh, Coach Henry, Coach Gio, and, you know, Matt will tell you it wasn't the greatest workout, just his, his legs were dead. Um, you know, standing in the car for, for forever and then trying to come out here and earn a scholarship, you know, I'm, it was a blessing because I, I wasn't here. Um, and then, you know, we watched the tape throughout the season. Um, he obviously had the, had the year he had, um, you know, on those Friday nights. And then uh, Coach B sent me out there to go watch him work out um, during the evaluation period. And I remember calling him and be like, Coach, this is a no-brainer. We gotta, we gotta sign this guy. Um, so we got to know him and his family. You know, he comes from a, a, his mom is, is awesome, and um, you know, so we, we ended up offering him a scholarship, and he's, and I'm glad he's here now. All right, that's Ryan Walters on Matthew Bailey out of Moline, so an in-state kid as well, and they like how he uh, is impressing here in camp. More sports talk ahead for us. We got some baseball to talk about. Cardinals with a big weekend. That and more. First hour of sports talk continues after this. The 0 1 is hit out to deep left off the bat of the end at the wall. Gone off of Big Matland. Paul DeYoung comes through again today. That was the big one yesterday, audio courtesy of MLB. Dan McLaughlin on the call there for the Cardinals. DeYoung 
Helps put away the Yankees. Cardinals sweep them. Raise your hand if you had that coming. Cardinals are hot right now, and they're two games up in the NL Central. Looked like at the beginning of the year, Evan, it'd be Milwaukee or St. Louis, and <laughs> that's kind of where we're at right now. It's St. Louis with the edge. Maybe Milwaukee comes back on this one, but as I told you, the more concerned that Lauren gets, the better you can feel about the Cardinals. <laughs> they're doing just fine. Yeah, how about that? They've won seven in a row. They're in first place for the first time in almost two months, and they're coming off a, a sweep of the team with one of the best records in baseball. The Dodgers are 30-5 and five over their last 35 games. They swept the Padres over the weekend, so I think you could probably put them as the best team in baseball. Yep. Yankees a very close second, and, and the Cardinals had, had a nice weekend knocking them off. You can't put too much into sweeps and you know translating and saying, oh, they're going to win the World Series if they no. do this. But it, it's encouraging. Jordan Montgomery, great first start on Saturday, managed the contact, uh, was able to get through six, and they scored squeaked out a, a, a one nothing game in that one, and then the bats get flying yesterday. Nolan Arenado, who everybody, for whatever reason, was down on in the middle of the year, is having his best offensive season of his career at 32. So how about that to go along with Paul Goldschmidt being the, the MVP he is? So they're playing really good baseball. There's worry up in Milwaukee after the Josh Hader trade. Doesn't sound like it's sitting as well with the clubhouse as the front office thought it, it might have, and they've kind of been sliding here recently so hopefully the the Cardinals can put together a maybe a, another streak like last year I don't know about 17 games but seven's almost halfway there so uh puts a, some space between you and the brew crew and, and we'll see what September can bring yeah I if you're a Dodger fan at this point not winning the World Series probably feels like a disappointment uh, I, and I agree with you 100 percent they're world, the best team yeah World Series are bust every single year well, yeah, it is, but I'm just saying that's an ex that, that's one thing if it's an expectation because you feel like, well, we're the Dodgers. It's another when you say, well, look at what you actually have. <laughs> yes, this is almost objectively the best team in baseball. You just, I mean, the, 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 the Padres are good, and they just did not have an answer. Yeah, and I get one, like you said, sweeps are one thing, but just. They're just top. There's no breaks in that lineup. No, they've got three MVP candidates. They've got three Cy Young candidates. Walker Bueller hasn't even pitched since like May or something like that. Kershaw just goes on the IL, and they've got yeah. Guys it's just like, time for him to be on the IL. There's guys like Tyler Anderson who just step up on Sunday night baseball after being kind of a, a bust, and he's got his best career or his best year of his career going on right now. I mean, they're just they're just insanely good. Well, there's something to I don't know if there's too much made out of protection in the lineup because I don't know how many pitchers actually sit there and go, I have to give this guy a cookie yeah. because I don't want to pitch to that guy. Um, but it almost seems to be there's always those guys that will perform better because of everybody else that's in the lineup. It just takes your toll. And on the flip side, well, who's this guy? He's there four or five started. This should Well, they just sort of builds on itself mm -hmm. when you're around all that other good pitching those guys don't want to be the letdown, and they kind of rise to the occasion. And all of a sudden, you have sometimes the synergy of really good players makes it an even better team. So, but the Cardinals should—I mean, they should be feeling good. This builds momentum. This builds confidence. This builds belief towards let's win the division. Let's be who we can be in in the postseason and and see what happens. But yeah, I mean, the Dodgers would 
short of a massive amount of injuries, should feel disappointed if they don't win this whole thing, and they're built to do it. Well, and this is also coming off a weekend where the Mets take three of four from the Braves, and they look like world beaters. Jacob deGrom's still the best pitcher on the planet, and they have maybe the best pitcher of the last decade in Max Scherzer as their number two, so that's not too bad. Their offense is really good. This is a... Just a really good time for baseball. I, I think uh, over the weekend, I, I want to get this number right, but the their attendance figures for all MLB games on Saturday was like the most it has been since before the pandemic. Oh, really? Yeah, twenty since opening day 2019. They drew almost 600,000 fans on Saturday to baseball games uh, uh, across the nation, and rightfully so. I mean, there's just so much good baseball in every region, from New York to L.A. down to Atlanta, up in Seattle, and everywhere in between. There's just a it's really good baseball. A game that will have little consequence competitively but should draw is the Field of Dreams game coming up this week. Cubs <laughs> and Reds. The uniforms were unveiled and not the City Connect Thank version. Thank goodness. Yes, the old, the old-timey. <laughs> my chief complaint about them is they both look cool for the era, but they both have those red seas that come to a point, and they're a little hard to distinguish <laughs> from each other who's Cincinnati and who's the Cubs. If you don't see the complete uniform, the, the red sea looks similar, believe it or not. But uh, this should be fun. I was at Field of Dreams this summer. Uh, Bob was, too. <laughs> and have you been there? I no. I can't remember. I have not. So it really is in the middle of farmland. Right. Right? And you're you're literally driving on some unmarked roads. <laughs> <laughs> um, or not? On, well, yeah. I mean, unlined roads, okay. like farm roads, to get there. It's just not. It's not right off the highway <laughs> or something. Okay, uh, so it is a head scratcher to me how you get all these people there at once. But th- if you build it, yeah, and they're literally building it <laughs> as you stand in the movie field out there. It's. I don't think it's quite a quarter mile, but over there you can see it. They're they're erecting the whole thing, mm. and I don't know if it's going to become a permanent structure, but it's definitely a temporary-ish looking thing mm, yeah. that they're they're constructing for this. And I don't know what it holds seven, ten thousand, or something like that. Um, but it is. I mean, it's a setting unlike anything else. Um, and unfortunately, it doesn't have the same mojo that. Um, it doesn't have the same mojo as as last year's Sox Yankees matchup because of the contention. But I still I'll still be watching as Cubs fans and hopefully a lot of baseball fans. Uh, that Thursday night spot seems to be pretty good for for sports in general. So yeah, hopefully they'll, they'll tune in. I, I'm guessing they pick the teams for their historic significance. Two of the oldest franchises in baseball, going all the way back to the 1870s. So you get that. You get the Field of Dreams. It's all all nice and that. But yeah, disappointing. The Cubs aren't any good. The Reds aren't any good. Last year, it's the White Sox and the Yankees in the middle of division races so a little more muster to it in the Tim Anderson walk off but should be should be fun uh, just a great great place as we watch the Little League World Series just the different unique settings for baseball games always makes it I'm trying to think who should be next then I don't know if they've picked him or not hmm. no but I don't think they tiny, have I mean let's not go Diamondbacks, well, Mariners. You probably got to put the Red Sox there, right? Yeah, because they're the Red Sox. Maybe Red Sox, Dodgers, Tigers, Red Sox, Dodgers. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Giants. Maybe the Cardinals. Wasn't that supposed who it was originally supposed to be? I oh, think yeah, the Cardinals right. were supposed to be in it. So maybe you get the Cardinals in there uh, against somebody. The Tigers. That would make sense. Marlins. 
I don't know about that. <laughs> nothing like nothing like cornfield says Marlins. But next year is different in that it's the start of everybody plays everybody. So really, they could put any two teams in there, and it would work out just because they're already on the schedule. Wait, what are we doing next year? It's, oh, it's not division versus division? Right. It's it's still the big bulk of your schedule is the central or your division and your league, but you get at least one series with every single team in baseball. Okay. So this is going NBA-like. Right. Mm-hmm. As opposed to NFL, Works. Where, where you're just playing a certain division outside your division. Yeah, and even that can get random at times. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Because the, the Bears are playing the 49ers again this year. Why? I don't know. So I had to lose to San Francisco again. again. Back in a moment. All right, we hardly got to touch into the major story of Illinois basketball over the weekend, but apparently Sky Clark and Toby McGuire are buds out there in California. So I don't know who that is, but the Spider-Man. fact that he's teaming up with Peter Parker, come on, guy. come on, <laughs> bud. Come on, bud. No, no, it's great news. Illinois in two. I don't care who we play. <laughs> All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Appreciate it. The sports writers of the award-winning News Gazette Sports Section coming up on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana.